This episode of Amateur Traveler is sponsored by our good friends at Context Travel, walking tours for the intellectually curious. Context crafts immersive, expert-led experiences in the world's great destinations, from Milan to Mexico City. Learn more at contexttravel.com. Amateur Traveler, episode 580. Today, the Amateur Traveler talks about castles and cathedrals, pyramids and tacos as we go to Mexico City. Welcome to the Amateur Traveler. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Coming to you from London, we'll be talking more about our sponsor in a little bit. But first, let's talk about Mexico City. I'd like to welcome to the show Patrick Munzinger from GermanBackpacker.com. And Patrick has come to talk to us about Mexico City. Patrick, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Now, the odd thing about the timing of this is in between, I think, when we scheduled this and now, there's actually been an earthquake in Mexico City. But so far as we both know, and you have friends there you have talked to, the city is not flattened. The city is, in fact, recovering and receiving tourists, and there's still plenty of things to do there. But I did want to mention that <laughs> because the timing is going to seem very odd to some people. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like, I've just talked to some friends who just still have in Mexico City since I lived there in spring for four months. And there was some trouble in the city mm-hmm. right oh, after, yeah. but they are doing a great job to rebuild it. And I think in the end, it's not as bad as the media shows it to be. Yeah, no, as somebody who lives in earthquake country, I have seen earthquakes covered and they will focus on the one block that is collapsed or on fire or where there has been <laughs> real destruction. And then what you don't realize is that if they turn the camera in the other direction, you would see block after block where there quite often are no problems at all. So they can be a little arbitrary that way. Excellent. Well, why should somebody go to Mexico City? Mexico City is just a really diverse and beautiful place to visit. It's a little bit hidden gem, I would say, because most people, if they think about traveling to Mexico, they think about all the beach places like Cancun and the whole Riviera Maya. But many people seem to miss is that Mexico City itself has a lot to offer for tourists. A lot of history, a lot of great buildings, great architecture, museums, and a lot of fun activities as well. So there's definitely a lot for tourists to discover. Excellent. What itinerary would you recommend? Where are we going to start in Mexico City? So the main place most people want to check out if they come to Mexico City is the historical center. Mm-hmm. The historical center is easy and walkable. There's first of all like the biggest cathedral in Latin America, which is super huge and impressive. So it's definitely nice to see this from the inside and from the outside. You can actually also go on the roof of this cathedral by doing like a guided tour. I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of hidden as well. Not many, many people do it. If you get there and you just ask around, you can like for a few dollars get to the roof, which gives you an amazing view on the city as well. So that's definitely worth to do. Well, that's interesting too, because that's obviously on the great big main plaza right there with the presidential palace and with the ruins of one of the temples. So there would be quite a good view from right there. Interesting. Yeah, you see like the big plaza with the huge flag of Mexico in the middle. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. as you were saying, you have around all the buildings, the palace, and also the 
his runes you are mentioning, which is, by the way, a really nice museum to visit. Mm -hmm. It's right next to the cathedral, and you can actually see how the area, which is now Mexico City, looked like a few hundred years ago, or even thousand years ago. So that's definitely something interesting to see as well. Excellent. And then we might as well mention the presidential palace as long as we are there, since we're a few more feet to the right, the presidential palace. Did you get a chance to visit that as well? I did actually, yeah. It's, it's quite easy. You only need to present your ID at the entrance, and then they let you in, and you can walk around. And there's some nice architecture to see as well. They have some really amazing huge wall paintings. Mm -hmm. The murals, yeah. From some great artists. So that's definitely worth to check out as well. Yeah, I want to say that some of the artwork in there is by Diego Rivera, but I'll have to look it up. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's the guy. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Where to next? Okay, so if you're already at the main plaza and historical center, just walk down towards the Palacio de Bellas Artes. That's probably the most beautiful building mm -hmm. in the whole city. Agreed. It looks just stunning, beautiful architecture, and it has also some really great shows to see as well. Every other evening, they have a cultural show showing different dances and performances of the Mexican culture. So I've seen those shows and I can definitely recommend it. And as I was saying, I think these shows are once or twice a week. So definitely make sure to check them out. It gives you a really nice insight into the art and cultural performances. Okay. And you mentioned it being a beautiful building, but we should probably give people a little idea of what it looks like. You're talking about a neoclassical Art Nouveau style building. I don't know how you would describe the dome on it. It's a oranges. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a like a multi, wide multi shade. So yeah, it's, it's quite pretty. The interesting thing with that is I grew up in a city that's 50% Hispanic, a very agricultural city in California. And I don't know that I realized that I had some just sort of general prejudices from that experience until I was walking through Mexico City and realized that Mexico has produced wonderful architects and wonderful engineers building subways and wonderful, you know, all of those things that <laughs> it just weren't in my perception. It's funny that I'd been apparently carrying around stereotypes for some time, but that is one of the buildings that told me I was an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, to get the best view for this beautiful building, the Palacio de Bellas Artes, you should go on the opposite side of the entrance of the palace. There's kind of like smaller shopping center, which mm -hmm. has like five or six floors or something. And on the top floor, or second to top floor, I'm not sure, you'll have like a cafe where you can sit outside and you have an amazing view on the palace. So mm -hmm. that's definitely, if you are looking for a coffee with a nice view, that's the place to go. Excellent. You're also there in view of the first of the skyscrapers in Mexico City. I can't recall the name of the building. It's it's not the most interesting of the buildings. There are some more interesting, more modern buildings as you go further down that path that you took us on. But there's a, I'll look up and find the name of it. But I happened to chance somebody who sold insurance in that building while as I was sitting on a park bench in Mexico City and, and chatting with him. But that you're in the financial area, the financial district, and starting to head into where a lot of the big skyscrapers are. Yeah, exactly. I'm probably you're talking about the area of Reforma, which is the new business area in Mexico City, which has 
probably the nice skyline there to see. But when it comes to skyscrapers, what I can definitely recommend as well is visiting the Torre Latin America, which is right next to the Palacio de Bellas Arts. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's the one. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, the building is like not really interesting from the outside, but mm -hmm. you can go to the top floor as well. And that's probably the nicest view on the Mexico City skyline. Excellent. Well, and we say skyscrapers. This is a city that gets earthquakes, so the skyscrapers here are not as big as you would see in some places, but want to set some expectations. Excellent. Where to next? After walking around a little bit in the historical center, if you want to get an insight into something which is a little bit unique and not that touristy, you could have a look at the Mercado Sonora, which is actually the witchcraft market in Mexico City. Mexico, as most of Latin America, has a lot of markets, but this one in particular sells a lot of interesting, let's say, items. <laughs> Just walking around there is definitely an experience. It's like a place where you won't see many tourists. Um, it's a little bit outside of the historical center. Still not an unsafe area or anything. Just make sure to, if you're in like a crowded market, be aware of pickpockets as everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. But that's definitely an interesting experience. They even have uh, a section where they sell different kind of animals. And you see a lot of skulls and skeletons and weird drinks and mixtures and pills. And <laughs> definitely an experience. Now, do I want to ask what they're selling the animals for in a witchcraft market? I don't want to know, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of what I was thinking. Okay. And I'm guessing from some of the rituals that I've seen next to the cathedral in that temple area that we mentioned, there will be people blowing smoke on people to cleanse them from evil things and that sort of thing going on there as well? Yeah, you can definitely talk to people there who could probably do some spells or rituals on you. I didn't, but I don't think I probably <laughs> sure would either. Find someone for that there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's definitely a nice experience. And if you're into local markets and you're looking for like a little bit of one which is more unique, go for that. Let's take a break here to hear from our sponsor. Again, our sponsor today is Context Travel, walking tours for the intellectually curious. Uh, when I travel, I want to know the backstory of what I'm looking at. It's one of the things to walk through a Mexican market, but another one to entirely navigate a mercado with a chef to learn about local culinary traditions. Also, chefs always have the best food recommendations. Context Travel essentially allows you to hire a local expert in the world's great cities like an art historian walking you through the Vatican Museums or an architect explaining to you Japan's design philosophies through Tokyo's skyline, or an archaeologist explaining how hidden murals in Teotihuacan reflect the mysterious Mesoamerican culture that once lived there. For more information or to book a group or a private tour, head to contexttravel.com. Again, that's Context Travel, walking tours for the intellectually curious. Since we're already talking about markets, if you're looking for a souvenir market, I can recommend you a place called La Ciudadela, which is also really close to the historical center and in walking distance. It's like a smaller market which offers all kinds of really nice souvenirs for like a good price. And the good thing there is that people don't haggle that much and don't harass you. So it's a really nice and relaxed atmosphere if you're looking for some souvenir shopping. Besides that, if you're into the history of museum, definitely Anthropological Museum of Mexico City. Mm -hmm. It's a huge museum and you can easily spend a full day there. 
world-class museum. Yeah, various sections about all different parts of the mm -hmm. Mexican culture and uh, different time periods and cultures and communities which already lived there in the last years. So that's definitely a super interesting place if you want to learn something about the history. With it being such a large museum, are there two or three things you would recommend people see there? I think of the giant Olmec head, for instance, stood out in my memory as something to see. Exactly like this. A big schedule at the entrance of the museum. And there you can kind of pick the topics you're most interested in. I remember that the first floor has more about the general history, mm -hmm. which was more interesting to me, whereas the second floor shows some cultural aspects, how certain things are done. But the more interesting part is probably the first floor where you learn about the Aztecs and Mayas and all of this. And you can also see this huge piece they recovered, which is calendar or I'm not really sure actually right now. Yeah, there's a Mayan calendar right near the right near the giant Olmec head. <laughs> exactly. And the good thing is that everything is in English in this museum. So everything is translated. It's really modern. It's really easy to understand. Mm -hmm. So definitely worth a visit. Excellent. Where to after that? And if you're at the Anthropological Museum, you're actually super close to the Chapultepec Castle and the Chapultepec Park which is right there. Mm -hmm. The Chapultepec Park is kind of like the central park in New York City. It's a huge park area in the middle of the city. I was surprised about this as well, but Mexico City is much greener than I expected. There's a lot of mm. green, a lot of mm -hmm. plants, a lot of trees. So this park is nice for a visit. You have some rivers there, some lakes. You can rent a paddle boat and you can go around there. Or you just like, go for a walk or like a bicycle tour. And then... In the middle of the park, you have the Chapultepec Castle, which includes a museum as well, like a smaller one. But the castle itself is really pretty to look at. And from there, again, you have a really nice view on the park, on the skyscrapers of the nearby business district. So that's definitely a nice place to visit as well, especially for a relaxed afternoon. Okay. That is one of the only hills in the city, as I recall. So you would get a nice view from there. Exactly, exactly. And if you happen to be in this area on Sunday, then there's one main street going along the Chapultepec Park up until the edge of the historical center, which is called Reforma. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday, one big part of the street is completely closed for traffic and they rent bicycles even for free. So you could oh, wow. rent a bicycle and just go around big park of the city, pass by this beautiful park, pass by the Anthropological Museum, and then you're going to end up right at the beginning of the historical center where the Palacio de Bellas Artes is, the Torre Latin America, for the nice view. And that's definitely a nice way to spend your weekend. Excellent. How are we getting around? You mentioned we were walking in that central area. So far, have you done this as a walking tour? I have done that walk, but that's quite far. Exactly, exactly. I actually once did it. I've walked from the Chapultepec Castle to the historical center, but yeah. it took me some time. No, generally, the historical center is easy walkable. Mm -hmm. But then again, Mexico City is a huge city. And as soon as you want to go to some other districts, some other places, you might not get that far. They have a metro system, which is quite easy 
to use. The only thing is the metro is always crowded. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And it doesn't reach all parts of the city, which mm-hmm. makes it a little bit complicated, especially if you have limited time. So the best option for you to get around is by Uber. I almost only used Uber during my time there because it's just much more convenient and easier and also safer than street taxis. Now, when I was there before Uber, they did not recommend you hail a cab, that you only call radio dispatched cabs. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, safety is yeah. for everyone who visits Mexico City, obviously an important topic also because of a lot of bad news in the media reported. Sure, yeah. But it is definitely true that there are cases when street taxis get stolen or something. So Uber is considered to be super safe. Everything is registered online. Even if you don't speak any Spanish, you don't need to talk. You just put right. the address in your phone. Especially if you plan to stay in Mexico for a few days, it might make sense to pick up a mobile SIM card or something like this for mobile, mobile sure. internet. Mm-hmm. You can just buy it at the airport and then you're connected. You can get your Ubers wherever you are. And it's definitely convenient. Yeah, and it's not too expensive. I just was there and I want to say for $10, I got a limited amount of data for a week, but it really wasn't that expensive to pick up a SIM card at one of the cell phone stores. It's interesting. You were mentioning doing Uber and versus, for instance, hailing taxis, which we both agree is not the best thing to do. I met a couple there that were intimidated by the subway just because of the number of people. And so they thought they were safer hailing cabs. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't do not do that. You're, <laughs> you're safer on the subway. You have to watch your stuff, obviously. And there is a women's car. If you're a woman traveling alone, I might recommend going in the women's car just because of the press of people. You're not in any danger. <laughs> it was fine for me. I mean, and no one will rob, like, and very rob inexpensive. you violently or anything. But definitely, if you're in the metro, if it's crowded, just make sure to cover your pockets that no one takes anything. And in many places. <laughs> Excellent. We've done a lot of the core of the city. What else are we going to see while we're in Mexico City? There's in the south an mm-hmm. area called Coyoacan, which getting a hip neighborhood. So it's a lot of like nice cafes and parks. It's also like a really safe area. And the main reason why many, many people go there is the Frida Kahlo house. Mm-hmm. It's a vision of her work and in actually the house where she lived. So that's definitely the main reason why most people make their way to the south. One small remark about this museum is that the queue outside is super long, but you can get your tickets online. Just book, pay them online, show them the receipt. I think you need to print it, but then you can skip the queue. So this definitely saves you some time. Ah, excellent. Good to know. Now, when we had done an episode on Mexico City years ago, we did an episode with somebody who was a resident of Coyoacan. And so I had done a tour with, and I was just looking up the name of, I want to say Anima Maria, looking that up. So episode 177 was on Mexico City, but that's been a long time. Anna Laura, I knew I had that wrong. And the other thing she was showing is, so this is the neighborhood, for instance, where Cortez settled after the conquest of Mexico City. And so you can see the cathedral that he built for he and his men. And it's a very historic area in colonial period of Mexico as well. Nice. Yeah. 
yeah, there's just so much history in the city. It definitely doesn't get boring. No. <laughs> Another area I would recommend you, since we had a lot of history right now, if you are just looking to spend a relaxed afternoon, if you go a little bit further south, it's already in the outskirts of the city. There's an area called Sushimilko. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a river system. Mm -hmm. And you can hire um, trajineras, which is like a kind of traditional boat. And then you can go for like a boat tour there. And the fun thing is that the river system is full of other boats where locals, for example, prepare tacos and sell it to you. The mariachi band plays some music for you. So you basically just float for a few hours through the system in like a beautiful nature. I mean, it's outside of the city, so you won't have any traffic or anything. It's in the nature. And you, yeah, just have people passing along your boat, selling you handmade tacos, people playing music for you. Um, so it's definitely a really nice experience as well. And you say handmade tacos. That broaches the subject of food. And street food, because you're eating food uh, made by somebody who's selling them from a boat, which to me is just heaven. But recommendations besides getting the tacos, are recommendations of specific tacos I should get there or other street food I should get while I'm in Mexico City? I mean, Mexico is, is known <laughs> for amazing food. Right. I think Aaron agrees, <laughs> agrees on that, that Mexican food is just lovely. And Mexico City has it all. That's the thing. You can get a lot of super good and also cheap local food from the street. Many people at the beginning are a little bit afraid to eat street food. But for me, generally, I just go for places where, which are crowded, where many locals sure. are. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of make sure it's a good place to eat. I just had the most amazing food there. I especially recommend something called Kringa, which is quesadilla or taco, but a little bit, little bit different. It's just super delicious. So definitely go for that. But if you're looking for a little bit more high-class food, or if you're looking even for like Western food, you're, you're going to find everything, especially in the areas called Polanco and Roma and Condesa, which are known to be the richer expert areas of Mexico City. You're going to find various food from all different nations. And there are a lot of great cafes, great restaurants, great food courts to discover. And you were there for a few months. Do you have some favorite restaurants or cafes that you liked? The most places where I actually ate were street food places, which mostly lack a name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sure. I don't recommend them. What I can just recommend you is walk around to the historical center or wherever you are. If there's a place which is crowded, just go for it and order <laughs> something and you definitely won't regret it. Well, just make sure to ask that it's not that spicy. <laughs> See, I love the spices. I, I completely disagree with that part. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I wouldn't say that I found the food in Mexico City particularly spicy as somebody who does like spicy food, but it doesn't stand out for So for instance, the, one of the Mexico City specialties that I would recommend is tacos al pastor. Oh yeah, they are, they are delicious. Which is more of a barbecue taco, small street taco with uh, pineapple usually with exactly. meat that is looks more like shawarma turned orange, <laughs> if that works <laughs> at all as a description. You cut off a little of this meat and you put it in a taco, and you'll never find it as good as you will in Mexico City, I think. And you're going to find them everywhere. That's the good thing. You're going to find it everywhere. That's, this is the place. I mean, I've ordered things like 
mole or things like that, which are not regional specialties, and they were good too, but this is the regional special or one of the regional specialties in Mexico City. Excellent. What else do we need to cover? We definitely need to do a day trip to Teotihuacan. Sure. These ruins are known worldwide. They are just outside of Mexico City. They're easily reachable for like a day trip or something. Right. It's a historic city full of ruins. And you, you get there now or something from Mexico mm -hmm. City. And they just offer a beautiful insight into the culture and the history of Mexico before the Europeans came. You the main part, the Pyramid of the Moon and the Pyramid of the Sun. You can even climb them, which is mm -hmm. really cool. That's what I really like about, about this place, that you can walk on the pyramids and get to the top, and you're going to have a breathtaking view on this whole huge area. So definitely go for this. Well, and if people are interested in more about that, we did just do an episode two months ago about a road trip that starts basically in Teotihuacan and then goes around the central area of Mexico City. That would be a great second part to this trip. You start here with what we're talking about with Patrick and then head out on more of a driving tour to Teotihuacan and then some of the other things in the area. Sounds great. <laughs> now, you had a chance to meet more locals since you were there as a student. Did you get to some places that the tourists don't normally go, where the locals hang out, and that as a tourist we should go? I lived in Mexico City for four months as part of like a semester abroad, so I made a lot of local friends there as well, which always showed me great places, especially great food places and street food places. So some of the places which they showed me include this Mercado Sonora, which I already mentioned, mm -hmm. this like witchcraft market. And then they also showed me some activities, which are really nice to do. Okay. For example, the Lucha Libre, which is the Mexican wrestling. <laughs> yes. And they have certain shows uh, to see this, which is definitely an experience. It is. <laughs> it's not about the wrestling. It's just the whole atmosphere and the show. So it's, it's a huge party. Definitely don't miss on that. Wait, you, you can't get off that easily because this is an experience, but tell people a little more about what they're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Lucha Libre is Mexican way of wrestling. And you're going to see a wrestling match made into kind of artistic drama and versus show. Evil. Yeah. Exactly. The fighters there have like all sorts of different costumes and masks and make a huge show out of that and the, the funnest part about this is like the whole atmosphere because the locals just get super into it and keep screaming and cheering and, and drinking <laughs> so it's more the whole atmosphere and the whole show so it's definitely a unique and local experience yeah and i don't want to in case anybody is mistaken i don't want to express this as highbrow entertainment necessarily so you might see the midget wrestling or something like that. I mean, it's an experience. It is a difficult to describe experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely something you should you should check out to get a good impression to Mexico City and and everything which is part of that. One recommendation I have if you are looking for like a relaxed evening as well. I don't know, maybe maybe you got this in the US, but I have never seen something like this in Europe. They have VIP cinemas, which super cheap show all the newest 
blockbusters and movies in English. And since they are VIP, you have like a huge comfortable chair, like a first class flight, which you can put completely back. You have buttons on your chair, which you can press uh, for a waiter to come, who, where you can order some food, some drinks, everything basically. So if you're looking for a nice movie experience, that's definitely something I've never seen anywhere before as well. So this was quite cool. We're starting to see some of that in the U.S. I would say it's still fairly rare, but we're starting to see some of that here. And I hear some descriptions of some show we've done recently. They had they were talking about the similar sort of thing, and I want to say it was a show we did in India. It seems to be something that is spreading, but it seems like a great idea. I certainly understand why, where a lot of people aren't going to the theater as much anymore, to the movie theater as much. So they're really trying to up the ante, basically, to change the experience to be something you can't get at home. Is there one that you would recommend? VIP Cinema, I can recommend you, is a chain called Sinopolis. They're like all over the city, and they're just going to offer you a really, really luxurious cinema experience if you're looking for that. Excellent. One warning you would give about Mexico City. Safety is an important issue for people going to Mexico City. So let me tell you about my experience. I felt always safe in Mexico City, but you need to remember some certain simple, easy rules. So make sure as soon as it's dark, just don't walk around. That's really important, even in places, crowded places or areas which are supposed to be good or rich neighborhoods, just avoid it. Take an Uber, it's, it's so cheap and convenient. And also don't show off any flashy items, any jewelry or anything. It's really not as bad as people make it to be sometimes. You can definitely use your phone if you walk through the streets and things like this. I do this all the time. But be a little bit more cautious than you would maybe be in your hometown, depending where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of like the big misconceptions about Mexico City that many people actually don't want to go there because they're afraid. But I lived there for four months. I've been to many different parts of the city. Nothing ever happened to me. I would definitely say be prepared, but don't be afraid. So I had been to Mexico a number of times on volunteer trips to Tijuana, which is sort of like Mexico. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally went down to Mexico City. And then the same year, I want to say 2010, went to Cozumel. Now, I've traveled more in Mexico since then. Two trips this year, in fact. But this was first trips into Mexico City, sort of the heart of the Mexican culture, and Cozumel, which is very different. Cozumel is very safe, but very not Mexican. It doesn't have the depth of culture. And I wrote an article years ago comparing the two. And Cozumel, it's absolutely safe. Literally, somebody told me the story of they rented a car and someone said it's over on Fifth Street, the keys are in it, right? (laughs) (laughs) So very, very different from a lot of people's perceptions. Mexico City, I stayed right by the cathedral in a hostel. And one day I walked out and there were riot police all over the central square. I never quite knew what I was going to see in that central Zocalo, in the central plaza, large plaza. Mm -hmm. One day it was Boy Scouts collecting cans and another day it was clearly going to be some big protest. (laughs) That was the day you decide, I think I'm going to do something else. I would say I was (laughs) always a little more wary, like I am if I was in New York City or Chicago or certainly New Orleans or some, some city like that, a little more cautious. But on the other hand, 
it's a deep dive into Mexican culture. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed Mexico City and would definitely go back. But it, stay on your good travel sense. Have your wits about you. Exactly. That, that's the thing. You just be aware of certain situations and certain places and then everything will be fine and you can de decrease the risk that something actually is going to happen to you like immensely. Excellent. One thing that surprised you about Mexico City? What surprised me was that although it's actually such a big, huge city, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not as chaotic and cray as I expected it to be. I think I mentioned already before right. this huge park and the whole city basically has a lot of smaller parks, green areas, right. lakes mm -hmm. in the city. It doesn't always feel that huge. So this definitely made it quite relaxing. Also, I know the pollution is a big problem for Mexico City, but right. it's also not as bad as I expected, actually, especially if you compare it to like, big Asian capitals or something like this. I really found Mexico City, it appeared to have a higher life quality than, than I expected. I mean, the air pollution in some days just kind of hangs there in the valley, but it's not as bad as Beijing, for instance. We're not talking about that level of air pollution, but it's worse than LA used to be. So it needs to be improved. It's still a big city, definitely. And one other thing which I just laughed about the whole city is just how open and friendly everyone was, uh -huh. especially since Mexico City is not a place like Cancun, which is full of North American or European right. tourists, but a little bit more hidden. People are really enjoying whenever they see tourists there. If you ever get lost in the city or if you're if you want to want to ask for directions or anything, like you'll always find people who will help you, even if they don't speak proper English or anything. Everyone will be really nice and open to you. And yet, people are just super happy to see tourists in their city. So I was really happy about like how open and welcoming everyone was. Yeah, I think I made mention of meeting somebody who was an insurance salesman. <laughs> you know, we just sat and chatted on one of the benches for, I think, 45 minutes. He was trying to practice his English. I was trying to practice my Spanish. Occasionally, we were using Italian because <laughs> we couldn't quite think of the word in it in Spanish or English. And he was an opera singer, so he knew Italian as well. But I'll put a link to the blog post that I wrote about that experience. But Excellent. Before we wrap this up, anything else we should know before we go to Mexico City? If you are looking for a specific travel time, yep. I recommend you to go in winter because it's kind of the nicest time of the year. It might get a little bit chilly in the evenings just because Mexico City has a higher altitude. Mm -hmm. But it's, the days are really clear, a lot of sun and the rainy season, which is about to kick in um, early summer, just is by wet and, and hot. So if you can, go there during the dry season. And as I just mentioned, Mexico City is on like a higher altitude. So if you just fly in there, you might, you might get exhausted a little bit by walking or by going upstairs or something until your body gets used to it. But it's not as high that you would get altitude sickness or anything. That's definitely not the case. Right. But if you would go for a run, you would certainly lose breath a little bit earlier than normally. So get prepared for this as well. <laughs> yep. Perhaps don't go to Teotihuacan the first day and climb the pyramids. Give your body a, a day or two to acclimate before you do. But yeah, we're not talking uh, like going to Peru 
or Lima or something like that. It's not that high. I think it's about 5,000 feet, about a mile up, something like that, somewhere in that range. 2,000-something Two, meters. Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay. Excellent. You're standing in the prettiest spot in Mexico City. Where are you standing, and what are you looking at? I would be standing on top of this mall with this cafe okay. opposite of Palacio de Bellas Artes because from there you're going to see the beginning of the, the former business area with its skyline. You're going to see the Palacio, obviously the nicest building in the city. And on your right, you're even going to see the historical center. So this place definitely shows you the nicest parts of the city. One thing that makes you laugh and say only in Mexico City. And the thing for this, I need to get back to the food. Whenever I go with friends to go for something to eat, they're always so specific about it. And I'm just, oh, oh, you're, gonna, you're, you're eating some tacos. And, no, these are not tacos. <laughs> these are quesadillas. These are cungas. I'm like, yeah, but what's the difference? <laughs> for, for us, it's all the same, but they are really specific about it. So never ever tell someone that the taco is a quesadilla or something. There are differences, and I'm, I still really couldn't figure them out, but they are definitely there. So be careful about that. <laughs> I can't think of which American comedian did a routine about working at a, a Taco Bell, which is sort of vaguely like Mexican food. Yeah. He would describe somebody saying, and what's in a, what's a burrito? And he would describe it's the same set of ingredients. And well, what's in a taco? And it's the same. Basically, quite often, it's just the presentation of whether you fold it or not. Unless you get, again, like that Tacos El Pastor or something. Excellent. And if you had to summarize Mexico City in three words, what three words would you use? I would say history, culture, and diversity. Excellent. Our guest again has been Patrick Munzinger from GermanBackpacker.com. Patrick, if we wanted to send people to your best article on Mexico City, what's the article we're going to send them to? The one I'm actually preparing right now. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come out in a few weeks and I get it all ready. I'm right now actually writing a big article covering everything about Mexico, including travel destinations, basic information about traveling, and everything you basically need to know. So just get ready for it. It's going to be called Backpacking Mexico and about the whole experience. So I hope it's definitely going to, going to help some people. Excellent. Well, let me know when that is done, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. I suspect your article may come out before our show, so it shouldn't be a problem. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> Patrick, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing with us your love for Mexico City. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really hope I could give you some insights. In news of the community, I mentioned that I was in London for actually two weeks. So originally, the plan was for one week. And I did get a chance here to see Drake and Chandra, who were our guests on the episode on southern Israel, and then also joined me in Morocco for that tour, and will be joining me again in India. So looking forward to seeing them again in a couple weeks. Also tomorrow, I've got plans to see Craig and Linda from the Indie Travel Podcast, who are up in Cambridge and haven't seen them in a while. So that should be fun as well. If you're interested in more information about Context Travel, our sponsors, you can actually go search for them on Amateur Travel and find out information about a couple tours that I took with them, including one that I talked about recently on the show in Rome. With that, we're going to end this episode of the with that we're going to end this episode of the Amateur Traveler. If you have any questions, send an email to host at amateurtraveler.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at amateurtraveler.com. And thanks so much for listening. 
control I got to sit in one more